Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Is it's always game day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on it's always game day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, what's up? Not much. I wasn't on Twitter enough today because, I, well, I mean, the real reason is partially I think Bengals fans have been kind of toxic with each other. I don't enjoy it as much as I used to, but. It sucks because <laughs> I found out pretty late. It's like Zeke narrows down his guys to three people. And one of them is the Cincinnati Bengals. And there are very emotional responses to that, which it has united people in a way that, you know, the people that hate Mixon, the people that love Mixon have kind of come together and said, why? <laughs> yeah, I want to get into that in a little bit, though, the pros and the cons of bringing Zeke in because the tweet. Adam Schefter put it out, one of the top NFL insiders, and obviously in free agency, he's going to have to leave this. The tweet was, when you read you read it a couple times, and it says that Zeke has narrowed down his teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other people are saying, well, maybe he's just trying to get his market higher, and other teams will jump in and say, oh, it's only between the Jets, the Bengals, and the Eagles. And, you know, the Eagles have quite a few. The Jets have a couple running backs. The Bengals have Joe Mixon right now. Maybe we should join in this conversation. So maybe that's a little bit of an interest from his agent to put out there. It's smart when you're Hopefully this is not like done by the time this podcast episode comes out. Oh, always. I mean, every (laughs) single time there's something else happening the next day. But at this moment, Zeke, um, he isn't a Cincinnati Bengal, but he said he's going to narrow that down by next week. That is a very long time on Bengals social media. The the, the running back conversation is already exhausting. I was kind of ready for a little bit of a pause until maybe the draft and they, you know, get a rookie running back and that conversation starts back up again. But no, we're right back at square one. And then we add Zeke in the mix. And, And you bring up a really great point because I was starting to see that. For me personally, I could be completely wrong about this, but I say this with Zeke. He's still getting money from the Cowboys. So I don't think the Bengals are going to go and try to outbid two other teams for him. Uh, you're thinking of a, and I, again, could be wrong. I think of more of a Pirine replacement. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're still having those conversations with Joe Mixon when it comes to the pay cut or the restructure. Look, having that conversation with Joe Mixon and saying, I need you to take a pay cut because we're going to pay another guy that plays your position to come here. Um, I, I don't think those conversations are happening, but this could have been something before the Zeke interest or conversation happened. I don't think Zeke is coming in to be running back number one. I still yeah. think they draft a rookie running back, but that's just where I stand right now. Yeah, I don't think they're – I don't think they'd pay him any more than they'd pay Jamal Williams 
and they were out on Jamal Williams at a certain price. So I don't, I mean, knock on wood, I don't think they're paying the name. They're paying the name brand value for Zeke because Zeke's older. I think Zeke knows this. He got kicked out of Dallas because they like Pollard more. I do think he has a lot of respect with players around the league because of his name and who he is and, you know, the Pro Bowls, the All Pros, what he was. So I think if I'm Joe Mixon, I might like that. Well, unless they're just going to cut him. But if they ask him for a pay cut, it's like to bring Zeke in. He was already splitting with P. Ryan. Like, I feel like Mixon will, you know, he wants to still be the starter. And I think he would be the starter of those two running backs. But I feel like he might be fine with it. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wishful thinking. Um, and who knows? They might just cut Mixon if they sign Zeke because that is too probably – even though Zeke's probably not going to command $10 million, it's probably like four, something around there. So that's a bit of change for uh, two backs like that. And then you still might draft one too. Um, yeah, I mean, there's pros to Zeke coming. I think people don't like him because he's not as explosive as he once was. He got bigger. He's not, you know, there's all these issues. He's more explosive than Piran in the run game. Um, he has been even in these quote-unquote washed years or you know he's not doesn't have the juice of prime zeke he still has a little bit of juice and then he comes i think he's an even better pass protector than p ryan which i know is out there p ryan's awesome and i just man watching zeke in pass protection is i think he's the best pass protection running back in the league and he has been for a few years so that that's the main value you add um, it's probably not for him to take 250 carries. It's probably not for him to even catch 50 balls. It's, well, we lost our best pass protecting running back. And that is a part of this offense, whether or not, you know, we can get into it in a second, but, uh, I, I want to go deeper on that, but yeah, he's one of the best pass protection running backs and adding that when you just lost that, I mean, it's an upgrade. It's an upgrade over P Ryan. It's not an upgrade over Mixon for if you want him to do the Mixon things. I, th I think Mixon is just more explosive, and I know he's not. He hasn't been that explosive, but uh, I think he's a better runner at this stage. But you look at it, and it does make sense. It just has to be for the right money, and I feel like the Bengals, I don't know. I don't think they would overpay for him. Um, what do you think about you know, what could happen there? Or is this all wishful thinking that Mixon might, you know, because <laughs> what I think is like, maybe he sees it and goes, oh, that's awesome. Like we're going to be one of the best running back rooms in the league. Although the pay cut talk is probably not <laughs> the part that's going to go well. Yeah. I think if you're Joe Mixon, I've said this before, you're going into the season making 12 million for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I have no problem that Joe Mixon is going to be running back number one. I don't like the number. I think he wants to be in Cincinnati. He's a captain. He's a leader. And I think those conversations probably happened as soon as the season ended. Uh, this team, this front office, really loyal to players. When you get a guaranteed contract and they put it out there, you're more than likely going to live out that guaranteed contract um, unless there's a void year. But they they really try to, to pay you out on that contract. And I feel like just being a loyal front office, but also makes him want to be, wants to be here. If he were out on the open market, Joe's not even, I mean, even if they did give him, you know, uh, what would be realistic to give Joe Mixon if you were having a pay cut conversation? Could you cut him down? What's the amount of money you save from a cut? What, 7 million or something like that? Yeah. Could you cut him down to like a $6 million cap hit? 
That's and that's still higher, but that's the same crazy. as if you cut them. That's the same as if you cut them, though. Like, if I'm mixing, I, I would probably argue that. Like, you could lose me and still have the same cap hit. Or, you know, I'm not going down to $3 million or something like that. Like, I, yeah. that's – and also, I don't know. I, I do think it, it is at the point, unless Zeke costs a pretty penny, that uh, there's not a ton you can do with that money at this point. You hope for somebody on waiver claims or cut down day, or maybe they make the big splash for Yannick and Gakwe, but I don't really see that one happening. Um, so that's that's where I think $6 million or so. What do you What do you think about it? If you told me he was coming in, Joe Mixon, you did the pay cut for $6 million and you bring Zeke in for a lower number, I think you get a deal. Three, in four for Three, four? Yeah. Call like, it four. Let's just play it the height. Then you're paying $10 million for two guys who will probably give you the same production that Mixon and P. Ryan gave you, except Zeke's a tiny bit more explosive than P. Ryan. Would Joe Mixon go in the open market and make more than that? Ooh, I think that's what he would make in the open market. That's my best guess is like one year, six million, two years, 12 million, something like that. I think he still would make some money in the open market. I think, I think Bengals fans at times kind of underrate him. Um, And I know he didn't have the best year last year, but he was dealing with injuries for a lot of it. And he was very efficient over the back half of the year. So I I don't think he's worth the 12 million. I'm not going to pocket watch if they're not going to do anything with the money. If they cut the money, then I'd like them to do something with it. And this would be doing something with it. So that would basically be getting Zeke for free, right? <laughs> you cut six million on uh, Mixon's contract, and you save two million in the running back room overall if he signs for four years or four, not four years. That'd be a long time. Four million. <laughs> oh no! See, I only want a one-year deal for Zeke. Yeah, uh, me too. So uh, ring chase. Yeah, ring chase. Uh, you're familiar. You're coming back to Ohio. Fifteen is available. Uh, he said he tweeted out uh, earlier today, I want to wear number 15 again. And it's like, well, you're in luck. Um, it is available in Cincinnati. But overall, I think if you were to ask the fan base or even the front office, you have those conversations with Joe Mixon and you get him to about $6 million, maybe $7 million, And then you go over to Zeke and you're like, three and a half, four million? I think that is a steal. And then I still think this, and maybe it's an unpopular opinion because they have Travion Williams, but I still think of Travion more as a special teams guy. I really, I can't put a yeah. lot into Travion. And Chris Evans is a preseason guy. He told you, they told you what they thought of Chris Evans. Uh, I mean, that that's pretty much it. I would be surprised if he's on the roster, to be completely honest with you, going into the 2023 season. But overall, in the running back room, they like to carry three backs too. So yeah. you have Travion and, and maybe four. Um, you have Zeke, you have Joe Mixon, and then I still think you get the rookie running back just because yeah. of this class. Maybe it's not at 28, maybe it's not in the second round, but you're starting to look, and they do pick late in the second and third, so in first, but overall, maybe you are looking at that rookie for the Mixon-Zeke future. Um, you want to get that guy in there getting some reps. You're not throwing him in there in his rookie season, and then you have the vet presence and you have Joe Mixon. I think what what it, what is attractive about Zeke in the running back room is the is the blocking. That's all mm-hmm. the pass protection. I just think of pass protection, and that's what I feel like this main focus has been. Um, you want to get a legit offensive line. You want them to stay healthy. You bring a guy in who you feel can be down on, be out there on third downs, like your P run um, mm-hmm. that you did lose in the running back room. And I think that is what is extremely important. So I think if you could get that done, I just, I just don't think he's the the Joe Mixon replacement and I could be yeah. totally wrong. Yeah. Um, he's also better in short yardage than anybody they had last year. Uh, so that brings up the question in the Super Bowl, third and one, well, he gets that hand off. Does he make it? <laughs> I mean, are you putting him out there when, I mean, you're he, in the It'll way. be two-minute drill, so he'd be out there, I think. 
because that's the issue is that P runs a two minute drill back and it's hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. So they're going to run that play and they want to hurry up to a pass play right after. That's why P runs in there. Like that's not a bad decision from Zach. That was just the personnel. Now the bad decision was to run inside zone at Aaron Donald at three technique. That's a terrible decision. What are you, what is that call? Uh, I need somebody to get out of that. It's not a good look. It's like, Hey, go to the other side. We're going, we're going left. <laughs> left here we're not running at Aaron Donald with Akeem Adeniji blocking him at guard do you, ever, do you ever look at the different images of when Joe threw the last ball to Pirine oh, and it God. looks like in some images it looks so close and then some it looks so far it was away. it wasn't close it wasn't close I think you can be fooled a little bit especially that broadcast angle made it look like it a little bit and I think also as Bengals fans you that ball hung in the air for 10 years you know it was it was like oh my God oh my God this is the Super Bowl. If this falls to the ground, you know, like this is the end. And it was sadly, but it you probably felt like that thing was in the air for like four seconds. It was in the air for like one second, maybe. And it wasn't even close to him. Like it would have been catch of the year type thing if he was able to come down with it. And you're talking about a guy that uh, he doesn't catch the ball outside his frame that well. So I like the Zeke thing. Um, I The one thing about pass protection is it's only important for running backs when somebody not on the defensive line comes on like a blitz. So I've seen the numbers sometimes like Peter only asked to pass protect this many times. He ha probably had to check and release a lot of those times. And people don't really blitz the Bengals that much. Sometimes they send the guy and drop a guy, but they really don't blitz all that much. So he was asked to hold in there when they would send guys but if they didn't, and maybe that's part of Piran, maybe part of the reason they don't blitz is because they're like, look, that back's going to pick it up. But uh, that's something with Zeke. It's it's not so much you need 300 pass protection, like true, he's going to pick up a guy reps. You need to A, let the defense know we've got a guy that's going to pick him up. You can't just send the linebacker every time and run over Mixon. And then B, when they do send it, you're good. Like this guy, he can pass off stunts and twists and all this other crazy stuff they try to throw at running backs to challenge them mentally in pass protection. He does a fantastic job picking it up. So that's the one thing I want to say about his pass protection. It's more than just the few reps he's going to, you know, he's going to stonewall. I tried to think of a Pittsburgh uh, Cole Holcomb. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll go with uh, the Ravens guys because I know they have Roquan Smith. It's not just when he stonewalls Roquan Smith in the A-gap. It's when the Ravens don't send Roquan Smith because they realize, like, we don't, we're not going to win that matchup more often than not. We're going to lose that matchup. And then we're losing Smith in coverage. So let's keep him there. So that's that's all the fun of Zeke Elliott. Now he's probably going to sign with the Eagles. It'll be a funny thing because the Cowboys fans will be in tears about it. And some Eagles fans probably will too. And they'll forever live an image of Zeke Elliott with a with a bird helmet. <laughs> It'll be kind of funny. Um, but yeah, that's that's the 15 minutes <laughs> deep dive on Zeke Elliott who might not, might 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 not sign with the Bengals, but I think it's worth talking about. I mean, Bengals haven't given us much other news. I mean, I'm all for news every day when we record. So when this happened, I was like, 100%, we will talk about this first, even though I am over the running back conversation because you bring up a great point, the whole Joe Mixon, should he be on the team, restructure, pay cut. Um, I feel like it has divided a fan base on what they think about Joe Mixon. But you're right, at the same time, when the Zeke news, um, when Adam Schefter tweeted it out earlier today, the fan base was like, well, wait a minute. We still like Joe Mixon. We don't <laughs> Yeah, um, both both came together with why yeah. <laughs> the why of the joe mixon's like why would you replace joe mixon the why there was like why would you pay another running back 
into me. I'm like, well, it does make sense. I just hope it's at the right price. And I think it would be if they were going to sign him. Well, they were going to offer uh, Paul Daner, giving him credit for this because he had mm-hmm. he reported it a couple weeks ago. He said that the Samaje P. Ryan contract was pretty much similar to what he got in Denver. It was just personal reasons mm-hmm. why he took that with the Broncos. So they still have that money. I know Jamal Williams was another one they had interest in right before free agency started. And, uh, you know, they didn't sign him. So they, they still wanted P. Ryan's replacement. I still felt like it was going to be a vet. And it could be, hey, like I said before, Zeke could come here and they could cut Mixon and get a rookie running back and it just be the two of them and Travion Williams, but I don't know. It's going to be a long week, especially if this is going to drag out till next week. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of other topics, but right now I did see a report out of Philadelphia that his uh, number one choice would be the Eagles. So we'll see what makes happens. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense uh, going to a, a division rival. And they um, were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But you could see right here. I mean, I know the Jets, the, the Aaron Rodgers stuff is an official, but Zeke wants to go to a, what he thinks is probably a winning team mm-hmm. where he has a shot. Legit team. And, Although I don't yeah. know why the Bills wouldn't be on that list. Yeah. Isn't it surprising? What if I told you yeah. Zeke and P. Ryan are the same age? Are they? All right. <laughs> That's fascinating. That was like when I found out Austin Hooper's younger than Peyton Hurst. Would have never yeah. guessed. <laughs> well, I know. I'm like, wait a minute. It feels like Zeke has been in the league for, for well, I mean, it has been years. but He came in the league at like 21. Yeah. And I think P. Ryan came in the league at like 23. So, yeah, a little more tread on uh, Zeke's tires, but we'll have plenty more in the running back conversation when that is official. And what really happens there, I think the Bengals still have work to, to put in that room. We'll see what happens over the next few weeks. Next, we're going to talk a little tight end room in your mailbag questions on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.